0: What is up, comedy nerds? Welcome to another episode of Characters. This is an unbelievable CanCon event. The band. Not just any band, I'm talking about the band. Robbie Robertson, Rick Danko, Richard Manuel, Levon Helm, Garth Hudson, sort of, are all on this episode. They're going to be talking with Albert Grossman, the unbelievably famous manager with so many crazy wonderful stories of the 70s all of that with howard mitnick gateway music that's what it is that he was very clear that it's not the gateway music podcast it's just called gateway music but go check it out it's amazing it's a great music podcast and uh go find it on any of your music apps this is a great episode Have fun. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, The Basement Podcast. You're listening to me, Robbie Robertson, and the rest of the band. We're here at Big Pink in West Saugerties, New York, all socially distancing and, and jamming along, having some fun. Right, guys? yeah man <laughs> hey everyone it's rick danko here having some fun and uh hope you guys like the podcast guys yeah <laughs> uh, manuel um hmm. leave on hell and garth hudson uh is out back actually he's doing some gardening but he, he'll be he'll be on at some point during the podcast um, as I said, we're all socially distancing, guys. Don't worry about us. We're old, but we're still rocking out here. And uh, alongside us, our very good friend—he's been our manager for forever, for for years and years and years and years. He puts the gross in—that's gross—and he puts the man in. Uh... Whoa, man! Did you see this guy? I'm talking about the one and only. Albert Grossman on the ones and twos.
1: Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. So I just, is this a pan? I just you want you to pan up or pan down here. Just let me know. You just give me the signal.
0: No, uh, you, you're doing really well. I think the sound, at least in my cans, that's how we call it now in the biz, the cans. But uh, it's sounding pretty uh, good.
1: And we're going to make all this sound good. It's going to sound good on tour. We'll get to that again.
0: Albert, what are you, what are you drinking? Let's do a little round of what everyone's drinking before we get on before we get this started. I'm Robbie Robertson. I'm having a nice gin and tonic right now. You, Danko, man, I'm having some rum. Richard, mm, rum. Levon, rum. And uh, how about you, Albert?
1: Uh, I'm having whatever's left of this uh, red wine that I found in the fridge uh, upstairs. I don't know why it was in the fridge, but it's red wine and it's uh, going down just great.
0: You think Bob Dylan left it there um, last time he was here?
1: If there's one thing I know about uh, Bob, is that he doesn't uh, leave liquor behind. <laughs> so I don't. That it was his.
0: That's uh. By the way, guys, if you don't know Albert Grossman, guys and guys and gals and everyone, if you don't know who Albert Grossman is, he is the wonderful manager of not only the band Thank but. You bob dylan thank you peter, thank you uh, peter paul and mary
1: uh the roster's gotten better and better and i'm just happy to do my job making sure that all of these artists are treated with the utmost respect in this climate of uh ripping off artists
0: well, that I mean, yeah, that, that's the number one thing. I remember when we first signed with you, Albert. When when you said in the meeting that respect is the number one thing. That's more important than fame. That's more important than I don't know if I can say the the p word in uh, in twenty twenty, but it's more important than than a certain kind of cat. It's more important than drugs. It's more important than rock and uh, roll. It's respect.
1: It's all about getting your nut. As long as I get my nut and you guys get your nut then all the stuff you just mentioned is going to follow.
0: And your nut is your 25%. Am I right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. 25.
0: That's a laughter. That means that Albert's trying to renegotiate, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that uh, later on during the podcast.
1: (laughs) fun to do shows and talk about things.
0: That's one of the segments that we have every couple of episodes. Remember, actually, last we had uh, Joni Mitchell on here a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, you you tried to you tried to sign her up. Did you? Uh, is she one of your uh, new uh, ladies? That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> is she it's, one it's, of your um, new contracts?
1: It's, it's not the way I'd put it. But the thing is, is you try negotiating. I don't have the time to talk to David Geffen, let alone negotiate with him. He can have her.
0: Oh, you, you made, I mean, you almost sidetracked the interview. You were trying to, you were so, so desperate to get her. And now you're saying if she can, you can have her?
1: Is that, I mean, is that how the, is that how I came across? Desperate? Is this the hill I want to die on? I don't. It's an LA thing. I don't understand the LA thing. New York's where I'm at. New York's where I've lived. This is what I'm, uh, You threatened LA's to, a vacation spot. You
0: threatened to leave your wife and kids if she didn't sign.
1: I use that tactic every time. Ask Peter, Paul, and Mary.
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> okay, well, well, maybe we'll have them on in a couple of episodes. Um, Peter, Paul, and Mary, geez, those guys, they know how to party, huh? Remember 19... Mm-hmm. I think it was 1968. There was a show in Waco, Texas. And uh, it, no, was, it was us. It was P- Peter, Paul, and Mary. Who else was there? There was um,
1: uh, Buddy uh, Guy. There was... Uh... Buddy Guy, uh, let's see, uh, there was uh, the cast of Hogan's Heroes were hanging around. There was, uh, musically, Todd Rundgren was there. Hogan's Heroes, they did uh, the
0: opener with Todd Rundgren. Hogan's Heroes
1: did a sketch opening for Todd Rundgren. It didn't go over well. uh, And they tried, uh, the promoter tried to get some of their money back. And I said, no, Uh, Paul from Peter, Paul, Mary locked himself into a room and then had to smash the door down. Get the hell on stage. And he did. And they played a great show. And uh, you know how it ends, Robbie. I got my nut. They got their nut. Everyone's happy. Everyone goes home happy.
0: Everyone got their 25%. And just so the audience knows, (laughs) Albert Grossman is one of only three people that I've ever seen in my entire life break a door open, break a door down (laughs) with his bare hands. The other two one was speaking of buddy guy one was buddy guy but buddy guy was really really drunk and he was on pcp and Mm -hmm. the other one was um was actually a concert promoter back in festival express but also really really drunk and on i don't know cocaine
1: uh was festival express that fucking train ride
0: oh yeah
1: that was the best Bob time of our lives. I told Bob, I said, the chances of you doing that are, are equal to the chances of me going on there and throwing the entire band. What is that Canadian band? Mashmacon off the train.
0: Well, I mean, that was an untimely end to their career.
1: Mm.
0: But you did it. You were true to your word. And it was the best time of our lives and um speaking of best times of our lives i'm i'm looking forward to tonight's episode maybe we can have another one of these best times of our lives because we've got a really uh well this is a guy who is a big fan of our work normally normally we have uh musicians normally we have uh sound engineers or uh, musical historians but uh this is a gentleman who is a host of his own podcast called gateway music He uh, is an improviser at Montreal Improv, which is actually a place where, uh, Albert, if you remember, uh, you told us not to do a gig there back in uh, 2015. I remember the
1: gig. The money wasn't there. The money wasn't there. They wanted you guys. They wanted Linda Ronstadt. They wanted James Taylor. Uh, And I said, you pick one. You haven't got the money for all three.
0: And so Montreal Improv, they did a show with Linda Ron. They got they got Linda Ronstadt and James Taylor. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, but they didn't get the, they didn't get Bobby or the band.
0: And then I think they did like an Armando based on their music. Uh,
1: I I I left I left as soon as they started doing the improv.
0: Uh, That's a wise decision. Um, But this guy, you know, maybe you know, maybe he's a funny guy, but he uh, loves our music. He's got a great podcast, Gateway Music. Check it out. Howard Mitnick from Montreal, Canada. How are you?
2: Oh, Mr. Robertson, I am delighted to be here. Mr. Grossman, it's such a pleasure to meet both of you. I can't Thank believe you. how lucky I am to be doing this <laughs> with you, collaborating together. It's amazing.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, boys, say hi to, uh, to Howard.
1: Hey, hey guys. Man. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hi. Hey.
2: hey. Hey, it's you guys. Wow. First of all, a couple of things I just have to tell you, Mr. Robertson, right off the bat. Oh, shoot. You yeah. know, you said you said you usually have musicians as guests, but like I am a musician. You know, I do play music. I love to play music. I, I love to play your music. Um, I, you know, I, I get inspired. I feel like I play better music when I play with better musicians. So, you know, I, I am a musician for sure. I also do do improv, but I am a musician.
0: Well, well,
1: like... Kid, when you say you're playing like our, playing their music, you you realize we got to get you got to pay for that, right? You are you're not going to go out there and pre- play their music they prepared for you to other people, right? You 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 understand that, right?
2: Oh, I I, I, I send in my checks. I send in my checks. I, I do not want to be cheating, <laughs> Mister Albert all. Grossman, the That's toughest all I want to see manager.
0: I mean we can talk about the financials after the show but yeah Howard uh you're a very very respectful musician who covers our work and um and it's it's cool that uh that you play guitar and that uh you sing That's I, sing. Uh, I do that's very I
2: cool I I actually I feel like my voice is like you guys have such beautiful voices you know all all three of you main lead singers and like you know like what would be it's like Every time I listen to you guys sing it's inspiring and I could I could just even hear my voice ringing you know harmonies with you guys it's like it's so inspiring so great
0: Well Albert uh you know when was the last time you were inspired by anything I did
1: By well you were just This guy this, this, this guy seems to oh this afternoon Just this afternoon Robert I thought you did a great job uh double tracking that vocal you know that i gave you a thumbs up from the booth you know that
0: he gave me a thumbs up albert only gives thumbs up when he's really really excited the last time i saw him this excited um
1: well i only learned about them recently thumbs up i didn't know what they meant
0: oh you didn't know what they meant it was just a. I i saw people doing
1: all i thought it was a coke thing
0: meaning uh here's some coke on my finger please put it in your nose
1: Sure, I saw Warren Zevon do it once. I thought for sure it was a coke thing.
0: Um. All right. Well, you, hey, you, you don't do cocaine, Howard. Are you? Uh...
2: No, I've, I've, uh, I've been trying to get back to basics. Um, I, re- I'm re- living my life in a sort of a, you know, as the punk kids in Washington say, uh, straight edge kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you guys, just trying to sort of like get back to the land and drinking crystal clear water from the stream in my backyard. Oh yeah, you know?
0: yeah. We're very, we're very happy to be able to do that here in New York, here in West Sagerties.
2: Yeah, I would love to come. Sure.
0: Well, we'll maybe talk about that at the end of the show. But okay, sorry. <laughs> but Howard, um, you, uh, what is it that you do uh, other than music professionally, maybe?
2: Um, I'm a physician. I'm a physician. You oh. know, I'm
0: a physician by trade. A physician.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I trained at McGill University, actually. And uh, I work. Uh, I do a number of jobs. I, I do mostly pediatrics, but I trained as a family doctor. I've done obstetrics before. I've done palliative care. Uh, I work in a medical cannabis clinic. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of different jobs. Um, are you? But, you know, are
0: you the kind of physician who uh, can sometimes prescribe certain uh, things that may cure ailments?
2: Definitely, that's, that's of, course. Okay. of course. Okay, of course. And I, you know, I I I think I have a lot to offer uh, people who need help. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If anyone needs any help and they want something in exchange, I'm glad to do so. And usually, it's just you know good feelings is oh. what comes in exchange.
1: Uh, is there something I can uh, get from my my wife's aunt who's got a goiter? Is there anything you can give me for that?
2: Well, I mean, to, for me to do it, I'd have to come down to the studio and probably examine your aunt, and She's maybe. Not here. Well, well, then I wouldn't be able to help. No.
1: Okay. All
2: right.
0: Great. Yeah. I'll tell my wife. Just one second, Howard. Actually, can you just give us one second? I I, I just have a production question I have for, uh, for Albert here.
2: No problem. Cool. I'll cool. just put myself on, on mute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Albert. Mm, yeah. Rob. Now forget the goiter. He's a physician who can prescribe medication. Are you, are you seeing yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's one of those doctors. I get it. We only have booze and weed here, but we can
1: get other stuff. Okay, well, you didn't... I'll talk to him at the end of the. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure it happens. I'll talk to him.
0: Did you bring anything?
1: I brought everything. Bob took it with him.
0: Open your open your jacket pockets. Do you have anything in there? No, there's nothing
1: in here. Just my own stuff. It's my thumbs. Show I've got me some Tums in here.
0: Show me your Tums. Give me the Tums.
1: There. It... You want a Tum, take one.
0: Oh, these aren't Tums. Okay, well he's a physician. Maybe at the end of maybe at some point in the show we can get him to prescribe us some
1: drugs. Sure, sure. Sure. But last time we got a bunch of drugs, who came around? Van Morrison came around, so hasslers and that that
0: But we jammed all night. Uh, Irish
1: dwarf didn't want to leave. He never left. Stayed around all night.
0: Well, it doesn't matter if his Irish friends stole everything in our kitchen. That was a that was a fun night. All right, all right. Let, let's get Howard back in, and okay. maybe we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay, but we can't. He seems like a nice physician. I think if we just ask him, he seems may not, he may not do it. So we need to maybe trick him or something. He
1: seems great. All he right. seems great.
0: All right, Howard, you there?
1: When I get off of There's this
0: mountain.
2: mountain, you know no where, where I'm gonna go. go. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Yo, we were sort
1: of like we were harmonizing there for a minute. That uh, was kind of cool.
0: Hello, Howard. Kinda... This Kid,
1: is... you've got a voice. Kid, you've got a voice. Really? If you can back that up with talent on the sixth string, I like oh, come a-calling. I'm not promising anything, but oh. I'll uh, come a-calling. I'll talk to you.
0: This is Levon Helm, and I'd like to uh, corroborate with um, with uh, what uh, Albert Grossman just said, that you have quite a voice there, young man. Really? Absolutely. you think so
2: mr helm you you have one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard when when you sing it it I hear violence
0: you hear violence well there's a yeah. lot of there's been a lot of violence in my life because you know once you've seen the things that I've seen and and felt the hurt that I've hurt, that's how you get a mm-hmm. voice like I do when I sing <laughs> drove old Dixie down. That's only a voice that can come from many years of uh, abuse, misery, and uh, lack of empathy, and uh, mm. lack of resources.
2: Would that be causing any uh, post-traumatic symptoms perhaps?
0: Are you saying that I have what they have in Vietnam?
2: Well, PTSD? just sometimes... Sometimes, well, I wouldn't I'm not trying to make light of it, uh, but sometimes when people have experienced a lot of negative experiences, um, they end up kind of getting stuck and and it impacts their their ability in the future to make good decisions, make good social connections, and they keep reliving the trauma over and over again.
0: Mm, that doesn't sound like anything that applies to me, but oh, at the moment, I don't even I, believe I, in I, trauma. I, I have a lot of whiskey that I need to drink. So hold that thought, and I'm going to go
2: to my whiskey bottle. Well, uh, before you do that, I think you make more. There are some better options for uh, He left, man.
0: Oh, man. Oh, oh Levon left. Hey, man, it's oh. Rick Danko. And it's, hey, Mr. Danko. It's Dank
2: in here. Mm. Wow. You, Your bass playing inspires me every single time I listen to any of those tracks. So authentic, so real, so traditional. Oh, thanks! Wow. What, what, how, I have a question for you, Mr. Danko. Yeah? How, how did you, all of you guys meet? I know you all played with Mr. Hawkins, but like, how how did it happen that you all got together? Wow, you're all so talented.
0: Oh, man, Robbie, you I'm too high to answer this. Well, I, sound, I sound like I'm from the South. Uh, yeah. Danco!
1: What the <laughs> hell? Are you, are you wearing one of my suits again? It's not some sort of joke. I brought three.
0: Well, Albert, if he's not wearing one of your suits, then he's just going to be naked. So let him wear wow. the suit. It's it's a little cold he can't in bring here. He
1: brought his own clothes. So in this goddamn I don't, town. He
0: came that. here with his clothes. I don't know what he did with this. Keep where's you, where's your I clothes, Rick? Wear your clothes. He came here with clothes. I Just can't
1: believe this guy.
0: Yeah, I don't believe. know. Okay, he left. I'm sorry, uh, Howard. You know
2: what? You know what, Mister Robertson? You know what I've noticed? I've noticed that the that all of the other me- band members they 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 leave they leave. You know, I, I I've seen that. Like, they get drunk, they get stoned, they walk out on you, yeah, and and they leave you holding a lot of responsibility. I mean, you write most of the songs, right?
0: Well, you're you're putting me really in a in a gotcha situation here because if I answer the question, I'm certainly going to anger a lot of the members of the band. But
2: oh, I'm not trying to make you upset, and I'm not trying to put you in a bad situation. I'm just saying that if you had someone working with you recording with you writing songs with you who's going to support you who's going to be present for you it, it would probably be so much easier you know just if there was someone who really sort of adored you and respected you and would be willing to come and and kind of just hang around just to be around your talent i mean that would be good right
0: no we have we have people like that we have we sometimes have groupies that come on but uh you know, with the pandemic, we're trying to keep things as light as possible. We have no, we have no groupies here at the moment. We don't, we don't even have uh, a sound tech. It's Albert Grossman himself, our co-host. It's just me doing it. On the we want to in- keep
1: it secret. We want to work on it. I said I could do this stuff. I'll do it. We don't want groupies. Remember Gordon Lightfoot's groupie ended up killing John Belushi? Come on.
2: Ooh, way.
0: That's one of the I, I- unknown I- stories of. Uh, of groupies. oh, I mean that's not even the the worst of it. Do you remember the uh, the little little Richard groupie who killed JFK?
1: You know, I'm recording. I'm oh. gonna have to erase that now.
0: Well, uh, Howard, um, I know what you're this... getting at. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. It is, uh, we could use someone like that, but. Um... You know, at the moment, it's just us, and uh, and I'm, I'm trying to keep things a little bit sober here, a little bit calm here, in a way. Mm-hmm. Not sober, because I'm pretty high and, and very, very drunk, but I'm still holding it down.
2: Yes, I can see that. I, I just, you know, I just sort of imagine you guys just basically, okay, I'll say it. I'll say it, Mr. Robertson. I'll say it, Mr. Grossman. I'm willing to pay you cash money to come down there, so I can hang out with you guys, record with you guys, just be part of the band. I mean, I, I just, I would. I, it would be, it would be my dream.
1: Name a number.
0: Oh well.
1: well I'm sorry, Mr. Robertson. Name a number and amount of money.
2: I mean, I, I, I feel like. That's not really my, I think it's you guys name your number. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to beat the great Albert Grossman at his game. Hardly. I respect your, your tenacity and your wonderful skills at negotiating. But frankly, I, I'm, I'm willing to pay what you say.
0: Listen, Howard, this is, this is maybe the third time that someone has offered to uh, be a member of our band during this podcast uh the the agreement that we have as a band with uh, our manager is that we have to shut the fuck up as he says whenever uh, money is uh, being yep. talked about but uh this is the kind of thing that maybe we can talk about in writing you can name a number and uh expect to receive a no uh expect to receive a threat to maybe loved ones if you don't raise your your number by 30 to 50% Okay. Okay. In
2: that case, in that case, let me start. Let me start. $500.
0: (laughs) I am, I I cannot laugh. That's
2: certainly a start. Yeah. So, okay. So I'll double it now. You said, all right, 50%. Fine. Fine. $750. Good. Okay. You got me. You got me. You got me. Here's the
1: formula, Mittnick. How much is it worth to you? And then think about how much it is worth to me and try and meet me about Two thousand above that amount, and if that's too much math for you, then you got the same problem that Clapton had
0: listen, listen, Howard. The other thing is that um i don't know about improv, and maybe that's something we can talk about but in in sure. music in in the music industry, we do say uh not to do transaction scenes because uh it's not as good um, so uh tell me a little bit about uh improv tell me about uh this theater that uh, we were we were supposed to do a show in 2015 it didn't happen so it's a stage that we don't actually know but we would love to do maybe a show uh, after the pandemic in montreal improv is that a is that something we could do could you arrange that
2: um i'm sure I, I, everyone would love to have you guys come to montreal and do a show i mean that's like that's a no-brainer. Everyone involved with the theater, first of all, would be delighted. The, 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 the theater has been around for over 10 years. Uh, it's a great little theater. Uh, a Really grassroots, great community. A lot of yes-anding going on. A lot of positivity.
0: Yes-anding. Man, remember the last waltz? There was so much yes-anding going on there, uh, Albert, every single yeah. night. Yes, hey, and w-
1: I'll have more coke. Thanks, Neil Diamond. You've freak
0: and i'll throw this sofa out of your window yeah,
1: yeah. anyways i so- hate hotels
0: <laughs> sorry uh, albert uh yeah. sorry uh howard Man. no
2: problem being mistaken for albert grossman just made my day uh, I, <laughs> I i i you know, there's lots of different types of improv that goes on. There's improv in French, there's improv in English, there's narrative improv, there's musical improv. Uh, it's yeah, really quite special.
0: What about you? Like, what, How about your experiences? Uh, you know, did you... Uh, I don't know, if, frankly, if uh, if we're going to do a show there because this pandemic is really taking a toll on us, on the band. We're getting older. We're still jamming, though. We might have a record yes. in twenty twenty one. We might have a record, but we're probably gonna do it Beyonce style. Where it's just gonna or a U two style. Where it's just gonna it's just gonna come wow. out.
2: Those are some serious seriously contemporary references, Mr. Robertson. Wow.
0: Well you gotta you gotta kinda keep up with uh with music. I, I think that at least. The other members yeah. of the band don't really think that so much. They're still stuck we're in re- the sixties and seventies.
1: We're working with Kudu to set up something so that every phone uh, plan you get, you get a couple band tracks.
2: Oh, well, that's cool! Just like you too did. That's pretty with Apple. Like it's about equivalent.
1: Sure. Um, you
2: were yeah. asking, you were asking about like myself, my own experience in improv. Um, well, I think the high point of my experience in improv was starting to do musical theater. I uh, mean, musical improv. Excuse me. Mm. That was that was really. Um, wonderful, because it allowed me to mix um, uh, mix my interest in music and my musicality with improv. And secondly, it allowed me to play a, a very em- emotional performance, which is something that is very pleasing to me, uh, knowing in every scene that there was going to be a song, well, not every scene that was going to have a song was going to have an emotional connection and and that was very rewarding for me building up to that emotion identifying the emotion and 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 helping it land and then to do it all with singing and dancing so much fun
0: man albert i remember the last time we did a show at a musical theater was i think in boston and um there was this uh there was this one-eyed go-go dancer that puked on john joan hat and that's how the night—that's how yeah. the night ended. Can you believe it? That's what I
1: call. It. That's the most expensive hat in my career.
0: Um, so that was—that was not a, a singing and dancing affair. But it sounds like your musical theater experience was a, a, a lot better than Joan Byes's
1: experience.
2: Well, I'm not going to judge Joan's thousand exp- dollars. How about a thousand dollars?
1: you of what the hat costs he's, he's, yeah he's, sure he's, that's
0: what we're talking about if we're talking about the hat yeah, the hat was about a thousand dollars
1: no 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 no. i wanna no guys but we're still on I, that I wanna... you you know what else got repeated woodstock festivals we don't need to keep hearing about it
0: <laughs> Anyways, so uh, uh
1: mitnick, mitnick, i got a question for you yeah yeah. are you performing yeah. your own music in these is is this a mitnick product when you're doing musical improv yeah are you creating the song what's happening
2: Yeah. So basically, how does it work? It works where at least, uh, sorry, there are many ways of doing musical improv, but the way that generally we did it, um, that we were sort of uh, schooled by uh, Adina Katz, John Gilbert, our musical director, um, was that we would have a musical director who plays piano. He's incredibly talented, incredibly skilled, Mm. and he would be watching, would start a scene, um, sometimes with music, sometimes without music, and... um, when we all sort of collaborate in the same way that improv works where sort of there's a lot of nonverbal communication and at some point it becomes clear that a song is about to start whether it's a I want song whether it's establishing the, the world that we're living in whether it's um, a big chorus number uh, it starts and right. the pianist starts playing some music and then the, the person singing and the group Starts singing lyrics, so it's always a collaboration, just like you guys always collaborate.
0: I was gonna say just, that sounds a lot like our jamming. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think I would fit in perfectly.
0: Earlier this this morning, um, we were jamming here, the band, all of us, and uh, Albert was recording. He was also he was also getting us pizzas for lunch, making a lot of phone calls. What I do?
1: I gotta. You gotta eat to, to sing. You gotta eat. He
0: was o- he was also uh, calling the um, sort of the electric company, making sure that he could cut off the electrical grid from everywhere around the big pink because yeah. we have a lot hangers of hangers on. We have a lot of hangers on who are charging their phones.
2: So there's a lot of people there, just extra people, like who might want to just hang around
1: there. House and powered. we're sitting there. I'm tra- going track to track with these guys. Run like three tracks of this, and all of a sudden, ding dong, the doorbell, and it's some ass from in town comes by. Can I charge my phone? And of course, I'm ready to kick the shit out of them. But as oh, soon geez. as I do, Richard Manuel, someone you know, they come in the more artistic sort of softer type. They're like, yeah, you can do that. And it's just, I have to go lay down. I got a headache.
0: Did someone say my name? Richard Manuel's here.
1: You're too nice, Richard. The
0: party can begin.
1: So you can see that I got to keep a tight rate on this place, uh, Howard. You can see what I'm talking about. It's a lot of work. But the end result will be great, and uh, we hope to be on the hit parade.
0: $2,000, oh.
2: and I'll bring my amp.
0: That's a good name. That's a good name for an EP, hit parade. The band, hit parade. Only five tracks, all of them hits. No, No all killer, no filler. That's what they say, Albert, these days. What do you, you
2: know, think? $2,500. I bring my toolbox and I do some
1: like work around the house. Uh, I, uh, I just got to... Hold on. I'm just going to undo my pants a bit. I'm just a little bit bloated from pizza.
0: <laughs> well, Howard, listen. Uh... We'll, we'll, we'll have to consider it, but we're going to only consider it after the next segment. So you keep pressing. We may have to... Uh...
1: Okay, we may okay, have to go. Back. We may have to go the
0: <laughs> other way, and the band just completely disbands. No, hey, what no, do you no, think, no, no. guys? Should we should we stop playing music? Well, <laughs> no one's answering.
1: They're no, passed out. I, I,
2: I, <laughs> passed I get out. it. I get it. I get it, guys. I'll I'll stop doing the hard sell. I'll stop the hard sell.
0: Hey, remember the I'm last th- remember the last time someone did the hard sell? It was in uh, I think it was in London. We were in the UK. Yeah uh yeah we were already in a hotel and someone came told told us that hey we should go check out his hotel because his hotel we got they got nicer linens they got more privacy which was a good sell
1: baker it was ginger baker
0: was that was that who it we was went
1: to, we went over to his hotel and then he proceeded to beat the shit out of some people that worked in the hotel was My it cream sucked
0: was it people who worked it in the hotel or was it the, the our hangers-ons
1: it was a it was ha- who knows hangers-ons people at the hotel they're all the same thing when you look out the window ants
0: that's another thing you got to keep in mind howard is that if you hang out with us you might get as a member a uh, someone who is associated or affiliated with the band but is not one of the original members you might get beaten up we have had a number of subpoenas over the years of people Mm -hmm. who wrong place, wrong time what do I mean by that? well they were with us at any time of the day at any time of the week and they got the shit kicked out of them at Festival Express the last waltz we had six or seven of our groupies get beaten half to death um and at completely different circumstances it wasn't even all at once it was completely isolated events
1: like weeks yeah. apart like weeks weeks apart in different parts of the world well i don't a cabal. The,
2: i don't support the idea of um of groupies getting beaten in any situation no. but having said that though i would gladly Take a serious beating from one of the band. That would be, uh, you know, a real, well, they,
1: a real feather in my cap.
0: Nah, man, you
1: can get something point from point. Al Cooper or something. You're not gonna get it from the band. These guys gotta keep their hands supple. we we'll find someone to beat the hell out of you, Howard.
0: I was about to say Al, Co- Alice Cooper, or
1: um... Al Cooper, not Alice Cooper, not the shock rocker.
2: I'm not Al interested Cooper. In Alice Cooper. Al Cooper. I'll take a beating from. Uh, maybe a pistol whipping.
1: This or a man who knows. This is a man who knows a musician or, or Al maybe Cooper. Uh,
2: uh, a blackjack you know to he'll the back of the you, head.
1: He'll beat you as bad as he did the keys on the keyboard during Highway 61 Revisited.
0: Oh, genius. Well, if you want someone to really take you to town, you got to you got to go over to Tom Wilson's house, the recording engineer, because he has got some weird creepy dungeon with a bunch of old antique uh, like torture devices so that's I went something.
1: over there he moved out it's, it's uh maryland manson lives there now
0: oh well that's something that you you need to consider uh th- this is this is actually kind of a dangerous gig and people can get hurt feelings can get crushed and uh people lose their livelihoods are you married you have kids howard
2: I am. I'm married. I have three kids. I love them. You got to
0: forget about all of that if you're going to
2: join the band. Done. I forgot about them. I don't care about them at all anymore. Oh,
0: all right. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: I like, this cut of, I like the cut of this guy's jib. He's giving me the exact same answers, the exact same answers that uh, I, one of the Peter, Paul, Mary gave me.
2: Thank you, Mr. Grossman.
0: You don't remember which one? I mean Do Mary you? I mean I mean Mary it probably wasn't Mary or else you would have remembered.
1: No. That's how bland they are.
0: All right, Howard uh Howard Yes. This is a very yes, This is a very important question. And I want you to think about it a little bit. What is your favorite the band song?
1: Hmm.
2: It's hard to choose a favorite because there are a number of them that are very moving to me. But recently, during um, during these kind of difficult times of quarantine and then the past year as a whole, I, I've found myself very moved by It Makes No Difference. Um, I I think that- You hear that,
0: that, Rick? He likes It Makes No Difference.
1: Hey, I do. Man, that's my song. It, it's yeah, a beautiful. You're fucking around on it. Sorry about that. It makes no difference when I turn.
0: Oh, now um, he, he left.
2: No, no. What? Don't go. Okay, well. Um, i I also really like the backup vocals on that the harmonies are beautiful and the spirituality um it's really touching and that's why i i i I, i'm not trying to give i've stopped the hard sell guys okay it's just that you've moved me so much that i really just would love to share with you what you've shared with me which is you know, my spirituality, your spirituality, your feelings, my feelings, mix it all together into a wonderful brew. Spiritual it could just be element. great.
0: You got, maybe you got to talk to George Harrison or something. Go over to mm-hmm. Sri Lanka. Nice?
1: Don't ever talk to George Harrison. Mm-hmm.
2: Why not, Mr. Mr. Goldman?
0: That's right. Yeah, don't ever it talk is. to George Harrison.
1: He was in the biggest group in the world. And then he decided that something else was better. They all decided. It was a money-making venture. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, we're not going to give any more music to the world. We're just going to give one quarter of the music to the world. Uh, Those guys should have stuck together. They should have brought me on as a manager. Alan Klein ruined them.
0: If you're going to hang out with one of the Beatles, hang out with Ringo because he has. he's actually got a great sense of humor. He knows... He knows the score. He knows he's the, he's the one beetle that that everyone confuses with Rango, that that uh, animated movie with starring Johnny Depp. But um, but he's a really funny and Not guy.
1: one, not one song in his entire oeuvre about mm-hmm. peace.
0: Yeah, not one. And Jer- and and George Harrison actually, he gets really annoyed because he gets confused with uh, jerry harrison everywhere he goes people are like i love talking heads i love modern lovers and they're like and then george is no i'm george harrison i i you know um because he doesn't like talking about the beatles so much but he likes talking about his solo stuff he likes talking about especially all things must pass and then people say "Mm, i don't know that one but i definitely know uh jonathan richmond and the modern lovers
2: yeah, I mean they're huge. They're huge. Yeah, big, yeah, for sure. Big. I mean, I mean, the, how many platinum albums do, do do the does do the Modern Lovers have? I mean, they've got Modern Lovers, Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers. Hey, more Modern Lovers.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Checking in with the Modern Lovers.
2: Yeah. Guess what? Question mark. Modern Lovers. Exclamation mark.
1: Dining out with the modern lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It never ends. And then yeah. you get this creep show, George Harrison, telling everyone, I don't care about the Beatles anymore. Thank God the Modern Lovers are still together. So that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and then Paul McCartney, he uh he he also gets really, really annoyed because everywhere he goes, people confuse him with Paul Mazurski.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, they, they, they do actually look shockingly similar. Like, if you saw photos of the two of them, it's pretty much like a mirror. So that kind of checks out.
1: I, I got a Paul Mazursky story for you. People are like, I, I love your movies. For, I was at a screening for Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice, and what a foursome on screen turned into a foursome in the, in the seats. I was out of there.
2: I mean... Uh, his his work I think Paul McCartney's work with uh, George Siegel in the mid 70s was mm-hmm. really a revelation
1: yeah it was it was his new John Lennon was a new partner for him
2: yeah yeah they put out it's, it was George, George Siegel's acerbic wit was the perfect match for Paul McCartney's sort of devilish charm
1: every year every couple of years after Bob Dylan Bobby came out you know here's the new Bob Dylan we got Bruce Springsteen we got Ba blah, blah 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 same thing happened with uh, John Lennon. And we ended up with George Seagal. Yeah.
2: yeah. What was even weirder was when then Steven Seagal. Seagal started to record with Paul McCartney. And they started doing all those like action songs. It was weird.
1: Steven, Se- Steven Seagal made a huge mistake. He made movies about fighting. And what he was good at was making love. He was a hell of a lover. And if he had just stuck with that sort of thing, he'd be doing better now than he would be as an in. Uh, as in ambassador for United States. And I did, you know what? I
2: sort of remember that TMZ story about how he left you in San Tropez. That must have broken yeah, I, your I, heart. Yeah.
1: No, I planted yeah. it. I planted that story with TMZ. Oh, wow. Uh, you I are to get, great get of, Yeah, get out of the contract with that guy.
2: But
0: speaking of lovers, uh, we're lovers. We're not fighters, Howard. So when you were saying earlier how you'd love us to to, to beat you up, or first of all, well, you know what, Levon if he gets drunk enough, he actually might be into it, but the rest of us are that's not really our thing, you know. We just want to drink, we want to smoke, we want to play cards. We want to record stuff on our on our old analog recorders. Everything is tape to tape. You know, no computer software, no nothing. We uh we we water our plants, we walk our dogs, and we enjoy the fresh air. And we uh, have all left our kids, our families. It's tough, but we have Albert Grossman here to take care of us, if need be, for emotional support.
1: I'm here for you anytime, you guys. That was keep moving. writing the hits. Keep writing the hits.
0: All right, well, I think uh, we can move on to our next segment where every every single episode on The Basement podcast, we talk with musicians, recording engineers, or, or other podcast uh, hosts. And Actually, we, I'd like to talk a little bit about Gateway Music maybe in our next segment. We'll find a way to, to work that in. Pandemic musical discoveries. So... Last, a couple of weeks ago, we had Joni Mitchell, who uh, is starting to listen to a lot of, like, avant-garde jazz, which was interesting. And she talked a little bit about that, about Japanese jazz from the 70s that she was listening. Cool. Um, last week, Pete Seeger was here. He's Pete Seeger. He's starting to get into Weird Al Yankovic, listening to comedy records and things like that. And um, how about yourself? What are you listening to these days, Howard?
2: Well, uh, there's okay. This I'm going to give you one sort of challenge uh, for that I'm experiencing, and then I can sort of answer the question in the context of that challenge. All right. Um, I have listened to music almost ex- exclusively uh, through streaming services these days. And for a number of years, and it's been wonderful. It's, uh, it's been a real gift to me in my life. Um, but I've been sort of struggling a little bit with the financial realities of how streaming services work. And so I've been trying to figure out other ways to listen to music in the last few months um, unsuccessfully. And so my music listening has kind of trickled. Uh, which I think has not been great for me uh, because I love music so much. Um, Before that challenge, I was listening to a lot of easy listening, actually, which is not something that I listened to very much um, as an adult. But as a little kid, I was raised on it because I listened to AM radio. And that's what was playing. And I found it very so. Rewarding. Wait, just,
0: just by easy listening, just just so that I have an yeah. idea. Are you talking? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about something like um, when I get off of this mountain, you um, know where I'm gonna go? Straight waka-taka, down waka-taka. the Mississippi River to the Gulf of Mexico.
2: Waka-taka, waka-taka.
0: Are you I just collaborated. Like, are you talking about something like that?
2: Um, How was that? that 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 was uh up on cripple creek by the band one of my favorite songs in the whole gosh darn world (laughs) excuse me mr goldman
1: uh Uh, i think you're mixing me up with the guy that worked with steve austin in the six million dollar man yes
2: that was a good show and but it was in those days that i listened to a lot of easy listening i'm talking about you know songs like chris christopher cross um, do you know mm-hmm. who Christopher Cross is? Does, did you ever play with him? Did you ever jam out with him in your basement, drinking booze and 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 snorting the cocaine?
0: If I remember playing with anyone, it's because I probably didn't play with them. Do You know what I mean?
2: Good print. Well, most of the
0: 60s. Most of the yeah. I mean, I don't really remember. I thank God that th- there's recorded footage of things. Be- la- the last waltz. I do not remember any of that. I do not well, remember do. any of that.
2: I've seen it 15 times, so I could I could fill you in. You well, know. here's something for you,
1: Ro- Robert. Here's something you might not remember about The Last Waltz. We did the show, and then I was like, let's do it again. So you probably don't remember that you did it twice. So The Last Waltz was two. Two of them.
0: So it wasn't even a last waltz. It was like it was the the, the last the, one was the, the penultimate waltz. We could have called it.
1: But the first one was the one that Howard's talking about. Oh. The second yes. one was was worse than the first one. Ooh.
0: That's how it usually is, right? Even an improv. Do you sometimes do a scene and then you redo the, the same scene?
2: Yeah, I kind of feel oh, like man. every single improv scene I do is the exact same scene. Actually, people love um, that. So, so, um, but, uh, but in terms of like easy listening, just to get back to it, it's like you know, like Leo Sayer, Air Supply, but music that is is not is not very challenging. It's easy to listen to. It's not very ambient though. It does draw your focus. It mm-hmm. often has hooks, and I was really listening to a lot of songs that were about direct emotional addresses, mm-hmm. where someone was singing an emotional thing directly, like. You left me just when I needed you most, or I will always love you, or, you know, nothing's going to stop us now, or something like that.
1: Um, Or like, uh,
2: I want to kiss you all over. I love Exile. I love Exile. That song I listened to probably 20,000 times in the past year.
0: I mean, I I don't really know these bands, but the closest thing that I can think of in this this sort of vein would be something like,
2: tears of rage. Tears of grief.
0: Oh, that's fun. What is this song? Why must I always be the
2: thief? Cause the sun. No, that's um. That was moving. There was one, but that actually did lead me to find some modern versions of that music mm-hmm. that that did move me. So the, I did sort of end up he- listening to some new music, like. There's there was a pop song that's quite successful this past year by an artist named Rex Orange County
0: called Loving Is Easy. That sounds like that um, sounds like a song that we might write. Rex yeah. Orange County. That sounds like yeah. a band song. Doesn't that sound like a band song, guys? Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, it's Richard Manuel and I think that it sounds like a like a band song. You know what it doesn't sound like a band song? Chocolate Subway. And marshmallow overcoat. And these are very uh, these are very 1960s names that don't sound like band songs.
1: What are some other Jesus Christ What are some other don't things you throw that Powder your face with some blow. Howard. <laughs> yes. you are talking about is Afternoon Gold. Uh uh
2: Afternoon Gold. Yes. Breakfast
0: salad. That doesn't sound like a band song, does it?
2: uh no it doesn't um ham on ham on rye would that be a good band song
0: that sounds like maybe if the band decided to do our own uh autobiography or something
1: i'll tell you some good ideas for band songs turkey leg cookout oh
0: that sounds like Mm. a band song that sounds like a band song turkey leg cookout
1: yeah, put some nice backup vocals on that. Maybe, maybe bring in some of those surviving Manson girls in to do some backup vocals.
0: Maybe we bring in Todd Rundgren in here.
1: Toddie,
2: he would do great backup vocals. He's that's that's his. I think that's his thing.
0: All right, the, the dolls. All right, Richard left. I think he's gonna go. He went to the jam room downstairs. So uh, sorry about that, Howard. You were saying.
2: Um, oh, I, I don't know. I was just I was talking about easy listening, emotional songs, and just how how rewarding they were during uh, during these sort of complicated times. Uh, I I also you know found myself listening to um, R- Roger Waters again for the first time in Ugh. a long time. That uh, guy. I that have...
0: guy. I've met Roger Waters a couple of times. I can't even. I. He is uh, not a fun guy to deal with, I got to say. I do remember yeah, him, finish, actually. Yeah, he, he finish was,
1: the wall, Robert, Roger.
0: He was, <laughs> exactly, That everybody in the entire auditorium was telling that, him that. He uh, was such a drag the two or three times that I I sort of met him that, um, that it sobered me right up. And as a result, I remember those incidents very, very well. Yeah, but anyways well, you're a you're a fan of his work is what you're saying
2: i mean i i i have funny relationships with the uh, artists i i would say that i really unlike you guys who i truly respect and i would love to give you four thousand five hundred and twenty two dollars i'll give you to one example video. but other than unlike that i'll
0: give you one example uh, of a roger okay. Waters story so um okay give me an example i was playing i was playing golf I'm not a I'm not a golfer at all, actually. I
1: know I know the story. I know this story. It's a good one.
0: Well, because you were there, I, I w- was there. Yeah, I was playing golf with Albert, and there was a couple of other people. It was uh, I think I don't remember their names, but it was the Delaney was,
1: and Bonnie were there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, Leon
1: Leon Russell.
0: Uh, and there were a couple. There was actually a lot of Brits there.
1: Yeah, and that puppet from uh, that dog puppet from the Muppet Show. <laughs> was
2: well, Andy Gibb
1: there? Yeah, so Andy Gibb was there. Well, he
2: he I, came. I, I, well, I've he,
1: heard rumors of this story. He came. I can't wait.
0: He came with the dog from the Muppet Show. But um, we were all playing golf, and uh, and at one point, uh, again, I'm not a golfer. This is sort of like my third or fourth time doing it, and so I I hit a ball with um the club. I guess this is how much of a golfer a I club. am not. It's a calla club. A club. Yes. I hit I hit the ball and it goes into the bushes and, um, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh shit so then I have to go I go in the bushes I can't find it I can't find the ball at all I'm in there for like a minute or a couple of minutes everyone's giving me shit because I can't find the ball come on come on Robbie you know we gotta we gotta get going hey there's a party at Barry Manilow there was a party at Benny Barry Manilow's place but it was a
1: good. That's the party. only reason you go over there it, for it, the party. It
0: was a good party. Great spread. It was great a great spread. No, great spread, gr- a beautiful house, great party. Drinks all night, weed all night. It was wonderful. We're playing... out know, with that Midler. We're playing... Barbara Streisand. We're playing golf. I hit the ball into the bushes. I can't find it. Uh, I'm in there a couple of minutes. Who comes out of the bushes? Roger Waters. He just comes out of one of the bushes and says, uh, here's... I." what is this? I can't do a British. He said, what is this? And this is sort of a British accent.
1: That's exactly what he sounded like.
0: What is this? And, uh, what, what, what
1: are you doing here?
0: What are you doing here? And I say, well, is, this
1: is, is this your ball.
0: This is your ball. And uh, I say, Hey, yeah, that is my ball. It was my ball. I could tell because my ball was, it was like a, it wasn't a normal white ball. It was a yellow ball with like a red dot on it. So it it was clearly my ball. And I'm like, yeah, it's my ball. And he said, uh, "Well, you don't be playing golf like this, you twat. You don't hit in the fucking bushes.
1: You effing uh, twats. He started yelling at us. "You effing twats for your golf carts and your puppet dogs." You dog. fucking
0: cunt is what he is what he called me, and uh, and that was the last time I met Roger Waters. And I met Roger Waters also at the Oscars. I think nineteen eighty nineteen eighty. When Raging Bull no, it was, was nominated, is
1: the year of Goodwill Hunting. One, it it was
0: Goodwill Hunting in 1980. Oh no, this was <laughs> this was uh, not the Matt Damon Goodwill Hunting. This is a uh, another Goodwill right. Hunting, and that came yeah, out
1: George Siegel. <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, <laughs> and 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 so I was at the Oscars, uh and Roger Waters was there because the last uh the wall just came out right mm-hmm. I think well, I was I heard 79 this. or something I heard
2: this he came right at you with a yellow golf ball and he said is this your ball
1: again governor uh, am I right you know the story because he, he recounted it in the song on pros and cons of hitchhiking that's you know right from when he wakes up from the dream and he has that moment of lucidity just
2: before yeah. everything goes batshit crazy again is this your golf ball governor
1: Where's
0: it, your
1: golf ball, governor? So, governor!
0: Yeah, I don't like... Governor! <laughs> exactly. So
2: like it's quieter and
0: quieter. Yeah. So I don't like Roger Waters. Ooh, that so, was about you. Yeah, let, let's stop talking about Roger Waters because he's an asshole. Um, how about you, Albert? Doosh. Albert, any uh, pandemic musical discoveries?
1: Who are you talking to?
0: You, Albert. How high oh, are Albert, you?
1: Robert. <laughs> as high as I need to be to get it through with you bunch of teenagers. Okay, uh, yeah, I listen to a band. Uh, uh, someone I after I hooked up with Bed Midler, she gave me a record, and it was uh, uh, this band called Heron, like mm. the bird. Mm-hmm. First album, nineteen seventy. Gentle folk, not unlike the rural feeling of the bands uh, of your work. Was definitely say, in that. Yeah, gentle folk. Maybe the gentler folk feel to it, but not British folk, if you know what I'm saying. Not that, uh... Oh, find me in the briar, you'll love me for a morning. We'll drink ourselves to blindness and golf again tomorrow. Yeah, nothing, it, nothing like that.
0: Yeah, it's more like something like, uh... They say everything can be replaced. They mm-hmm. say every distance is not near.
1: So I, know, what's that I
0: remember every face. I shall be released. The band. Oh, that's oh, I recognize it, it.
1: Done by Bob.
0: Anyways,
2: that that was so touching. Truly touching. Five thousand three hundred sixteen dollars and fifty-two cents.
1: You're so close to your. You're so close to it. You can feel it breathing on your neck, Howard.
2: Howard. Yes, Mr. Robertson.
0: As a member of the band, will you be able to score us any pills, opiates, barbiturates, uppers, downers, lefters, riders, anything that we want at any time?
2: And now this is the moment in the podcast where Howard Mitnick has to say... This is only a joke, Collège de Médecins de Québec, and anything I say from this point forward does not reflect my true practice p- patterns. Back to the show. Yes, yes, I would definitely prescribe anything to be part of your band and to hang out with you guys. It is would make my dream come true, and I would lose my license over it. And
0: this is the part of the podcast where I announce to my family and loved ones and everyone, this is Ian astor and that I would genuinely love drugs at any time of the day if I could score them. All right. Well, you're this a member.
1: Part, <laughs> yes, this sorry. is the part of the podcast where I, I speak up and basically say, I, uh, uh, I really like just being Albert Grossman, and I, I think I've now found a direction in my life to continue it.
0: <laughs> Howard Mitnick. Welcome to the band You're the official new member Woo, I hope you can play the tambourine
1: In the first order of business You tell Rick Danko he's gone
0: Well that's all we got here On the Basement Podcast We got a new member This is the first time that this has happened Where someone on the podcast Has actually joined the band And uh, hey, you know, fans of the band We might have a new LP We got a new member So we're going to jam it out listen look out for it uh you know take care during this pandemic stay safe clean your hands make sure that uh you're not doing any spreading just loving that's how we end every episode thank you very much you want to you want to end with something albert
1: just want to tell uh if she's listening that baby uh, i haven't forgotten I'm uh, love to come over for some of that lasagna sometime soon